everybody, and welcome to episode three of the Two Girls, One Brain podcast. Um, my name is Claire. And I'm Sarah. And the topic today, we're talking about love. Our episode is called, What is Love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. <laughs> I was waiting to see. I was like, are we going to wrap it up? Are we going to f- see that through to the end? <laughs> you have to. <sighs> but um, I'm going to let Sarah take the lead on this one. Sarah, what you got planned for us today? Yeah, Sarah could take the lead because, oh boy, as you'll find out, we had very different uh, experiences with the exchange of the infamous first I love you. Um, but spoiler alert, both Claire and I have exchanged I love yous with our respective partners. Um, we're both in love. We're so in love right now. It's nice. It's all good. <laughs> um, it is nice. Yeah, it's nice. And while we are both currently uh, happily in love, the story of our first <laughs> I love yous, uh, they vary wildly. Um, let's just say Claire had a literal storybook moment and (laughs) I just had pain. (laughs) So, um, I think what would be nice is to, um, explain our different scenarios. So kind of the buildup of how we got to that moment. So what we were thinking in like the days or weeks leading up to it, like if we had felt that way for a while, if we had been thinking about saying it or waiting for the other person to say it. And then I think we should talk about the actual moment, the execution of the I love yous, who said it first, or like, was it reciprocated? Where and when did it happen? Um, And then the kind of like immediate aftermath of that moment, because I feel like in all regards, it was different for both of us. I think that is true. So do you think we should do good story or bad story first? (laughs) Well, chronologically, mine happened first. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'll go first, then we can go through yours and compare and contrast. Oh, boy. Sound good? (laughs) Sounds great. (laughs) Okay. So, um... It was New Year's Eve. So I have been seeing Wingfingers since September. So what is that? September to October, October to November, November, December, December to January. So I've been four months and some change when, um, yeah. So it was New Year's Eve. We had gone out. Um, we were at like a New Year's Eve party in a bar and we were all dressed up and we were definitely drinking. And I had been like, over the course of the past couple weeks, I kept feeling, like, compelled. We talked on the phone. We still talk on the phone all the time. But, like, we talked on the phone a lot. And we'd, like, hang up. And I'd feel compelled to say, like, something more than just, like, okay, bye. Like, I wanted to be, like, to, like, to, I, I kept kind of, like, catching myself wanting to say, all right, love you, bye. Like, super casual mm-hmm. like that. But that's, like, what I, like, felt like I wanted to say. And then I was, like, oh, God. Imagine if she slipped up. <laughs> um and i but like i was gonna be the first one to say it that's funny Mm -mm, because i am afraid of vulnerability even now knowing that it is a mutual feeling from both of us i still feel like 
I don't want to talk about it because it's like vulnerable. Like in within my relationship, I'm okay being vulnerable, but then everybody else knows that I love a boy. Yeah, it's uh-uh. it's a weird feeling. Like that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my god, how do people get married in front of everybody? Oh no! <laughs> oh yeah. yikes! Anyway. But it was New Year's Eve, and we were out, and it was so nice because we had bought tickets to this event by ourselves, but both of our separate friend groups, unrelated, just coincidentally, were both there. So, like, I had a bunch of friends there, and he had a bunch of friends there, but we weren't, like, with any of them. So we were kind of, like, bouncing back and forth between their friends and then sometimes going and doing our own thing. And overall, it was a really great night. There was, like, a couple different bands playing. We were outside on the water, and... It's like we're doing the countdown to midnight and um, like there's as soon as it strikes midnight, it's like three, two, one, happy new year. The fireworks are going and he looks at me and he goes, I love you, Claire. And I swear to God, I melted. I was like, <laughs> I wish I could see Sarah's face right now on the chat because she is looking real sour. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> this is what happened. So, like, she anyway. was telling it to me, and I was just like, gosh, darn it, that is so perfect. <laughs> oh, it's saccharine. It's so sweet. And I said it back, and the really funny thing is, after the fact, we confessed to each other that we had both Googled the average time in a relationship before someone said, I love you. <laughs> that day, we both had Googled it. <laughs> That was, I think that was like the cherry on top of the Sunday for me was cause she was like, she told me immediately, I think via Snapchat, honestly, when it had yeah. happened, <laughs> she had just been like, Jordan just said he loved me. And I was like, I think I woke up to it and I was like, oh my God, what? And she was explaining it more in depth the next day. And she was like, we actually had both Googled it leading up to this moment <laughs> and cleared our search history so the other one wouldn't <laughs> see it. <laughs> And I was like, oh my god, you nerds. You nerds in love. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, so that was like really nice. That night was like perfect. I mean, that said, pretty soon after that, we got into a little bit of an argument about the gender pay gap. (laughs) Which also (laughs) just feels so on brand for Claire to have this monumental beautiful moment and then to just like cut scene to them arguing about the gender breakup and i don't really remember i mean we just kind of dropped it i i kept being i remember saying i wish i had the computer i had in college because all my research is on that (laughs) but i don't have that computer anymore (sighs) because i wrote like a whole term paper on it it's insane women make so much less than men and women of color make so much less than white women again i have no stats i really wish i had the computer i had in college because i wrote a whole term paper on this but anyway um but yeah it was perfect and then we he got in a hotel um by the bar like we're still in town but like we didn't have to drive home we could walk from the bar to the hotel and we stayed there and it was just like perfect it was perfect it was so cold but it was perfect well how lovely. <laughs> Just what a great yeah. evening you had. <laughs> it was nice. Tell me your story. All right. Uh, so we just heard Claire's wonderful story of their exchange of I love you's. 
so we will now go into my story of pain and sorrow. <laughs> I say this knowing full well that we are still together. We are very much in love. We have been saying I love you back and forth since after, like post this moment. Um, but here we go. Okay, so the plant doctor and I have been dating since mid to late December. And this is mid-March, like, sincerely just a few days before the quarantine. Um, so, like, not too much, like, maybe four or five days max before the quarantine. Um, like, I think this this might have happened on, like, March 12th or 13th. And I started working from home on the 16th, I want to say. So, that's that timeline. Um, but we had been seeing each other for almost three months, like just a few days shy of three months. And I, he hadn't actually full on met my brother yet. I don't think like one of my brothers, the brother that I live with yet, he had met my brother's fiance, but he hadn't officially formally hung out with and met my brother, which was causing some tension between everybody. <laughs> um, and so my cousin and her husband were in town and we were out getting food and drinks with them. And so it was me, my brother, his fiance, my cousin and her husband. And I invited the plant doctor. And so he ended up coming and meeting everybody and we had a good time. And we were like, okay, let's head back to like our house, like my house afterwards to keep hanging out. And uh, I think plant doctor had work the next morning so he couldn't hang out much longer but he was like but I'll like drive you home and drop you off and say good night and I was like okay great and I was like just a little buzzed and I had been digging it all day I was like I'm gonna say it like I've just been feeling it I don't know why but like tonight's the night I've been feeling it and I want to tell it to him and it's perfect because he's like met my family now or like some of my family and he's driving me home. So we're going to be in the car, like just the two of us. And he's going to drop me off and I'm just going to, I'm just going to let him know. And so he pulls up in front of my house and like turns off the car. I was like, okay, this guy has something to tell you. It's like, I've been wanting to say it for just like a little while. It's like, and I never know of when would be a right time to say it, but I'm just going to say it. <laughs> and I was like, I love you. And that's that. <laughs> like pretty much just being like, yep, that that's what it is. And he did not say it back. Um, what did he say? I honestly, it's, I kind of blurted out a little bit. <laughs> it's a little hazy. Um, I just remember him not saying it back. Like, he was, like, kind of pausing, and I immediately just, like, started to try and fill in the gap by talking. And I was like, it's it's fine if you don't say it back. Like, I know we, we could be in different places. Like, it's fine. Like, I know you have you have a different background than me with relationships, which is true. He's been in, I think, like, two long-term relationships before me. So has mine. Yeah, one in which he got cheated on, and the other one, which, <gasps> like, just ended poorly. Like, he's in... Like, he's told me that essentially they were saying, I love you to each other. And then basically she kind of just, like, broke it off suddenly um, when he was flying to go to a different country. <laughs> and so oh. he just, like, has different history with the phrase and relationships in general. 
And so I was trying to be understanding of that in the moment, but I was also getting incredibly upset. And so I was starting to tear up a little bit as I was trying to be like, it's fine. You don't have to say it back. It's fine. And I was starting to tear up. And then at a certain point, I just started kind of full on crying, like couldn't hold it back anymore. I was like, oh, no, this is a good. And I just started crying. And I was like, oh, God, like I've never said it to anyone before. And it's going so terribly. (laughs) And I just like (laughs) losing my mind a little bit. And so, yeah. That's that's so traumatic. Oh, it was not fun at all. I was like, I need to go inside because all my family are in there and they're waiting for me. (laughs) And so I just kind of like checked my makeup in the mirror a little bit and left and got in, like went into my house, immediately went up into my room and like cried just like a little bit more and changed into my pajamas and like went down and joined everyone else. And like my brother's fiance and my cousin could kind of tell that I were upset and the guys weren't noticing at all. And I just started pouring myself incredibly heavy drinks and it was just like, it's been a great night guys. <laughs> and so they were like, Oh, something's off. And then I, so I told them, I was like, yeah, um, I might have told someone that I love them and they might not have said it back to me. So I might be incredibly sad right now. <laughs> and they were like, Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Let's keep those drinks flowing, guys. (laughs) And yeah, so I proceeded to get incredibly drunk with my family at my house um, because I was very upset, which is not a mature or adult or healthy way to cope with things, but that's what I did. So, uh, um, and then I proceeded to text everyone. I texted you and Brenna and Abby, I'm pretty sure. That I was like, I told plant doctor I loved him and he did not say it back. And now I'm very upset and I am drinking. <laughs> and you were all like, all right. Uh, so not the best night. <laughs> you had better days. <laughs> um, and then he texted me when he got home and was just like, I made it home. Like, I never wanted to hurt you. Like, I care about you so much. I'm so sorry that you're upset. I know you don't. Like, that's not really what you want to hear from me right now, but I just want you to know that I do care is, like, so deeply for you, essentially. And I was being very short back with him. <laughs> um, and we had kind of made plans to hang out, like, the day after or the day after that. And I was being, like, very flippant about them. Like, oh, yeah, like, if I'm free, like, maybe, yeah. And he was like, do you not want to see me? Or, like, do you not want to hang out then? And I... Eventually, like, I started to feel bad for being so short and being kind of a bitch. (laughs) And I was like, okay, like, sorry for being so flippant earlier, but I was just upset. I was like, obviously, I love you. I already told you that I love you (laughs) person. I was like, so I'm not, like, I don't want to break up with you or anything. I was like, I'm just upset. Um, I still want to see you, like, blah, blah, blah. He was like, okay. And, um, yeah, so that's how the first time that I said it, plant doctor went um it went terribly uh i think honestly what's the most funny in retrospect is literally everyone else's reactions to it after the fact (laughs) um got some great advice or a great (laughs) just like great sayings specifically from kelsey my brother's fiance she was i was talking about him coming back over for us to like talk and hang out And she said, don't cry. Or if you're going to cry, go to the bathroom. I don't know. (laughs) I was like, that's not very helpful (laughs) advice. (laughs) 
she also said <laughs> the day afterwards we me her and my cousin got brunch and <laughs> when we were coming back from brunch she was like i've never known of this happening in real life only in tv shows maybe google it <laughs> i was like okay I mean, <laughs> that's my strategy google it my what last going on Check last out. thing she had... psychology today has an article <laughs> oh oh we will we'll get into that but the last thing <laughs> she had said that i just thought was hilarious was i was just like so sad i was just saying something i was like man my life is like a bad movie and she goes maybe it's the start of a comedy <laughs> and i was like that's not very <laughs> helpful for me right now it's not better <laughs> yeah so i mean in retrospect just truly hilarious everyone else is like dealing with it because everyone was like no they've always said it back or like they said it first and i reciprocated and i'm like oh well how great for you <laughs> Because the first time I say it to someone in real life, uh, it goes terribly. <laughs> yeah. No, I had never said it to anybody else. And I also, like, would never say it first because I'm afraid of vulnerability. <laughs> oh, I will be moving yeah. forward. <laughs> I told him I still to this day, and I know I shouldn't. I know I shouldn't because he's definitely reassured me and showed me through his actions that he cares about me so much. But like, it's very hard for me to in person, like out loud, say it first. I always wait for him really? to say it now and reciprocate. So he'll say it like at the end of phone calls, he'll say it first or in person, he'll say it first and I'll reciprocate. Over like text, we've like been saying it as well. And like, I don't care as much that way. Like, it's really easy for me to text it. But in person now, I, and I've told him this too. And he was like, man, like, I wish you didn't feel that way. <laughs> and I was like, man, me too. <laughs> <laughs> wish you didn't traumatize me, but uh, yeah. it's fine. So, yeah, that was, that was the story. Um, well, tell me, tell the listening audience how you, y'all came to say it like you had to have a conversation or did what happened it was it was actually very awkward like around <laughs> that particular subject afterwards like for the most part we would just be talking and like doing stuff and i mean at this point we weren't seeing each other in person either because now we're in quarantine um so we were just mm. talking on the phone via like text phone calls and video chats um, I don't think I realized it was this late in the game. Well, time has been very weird. Yeah. Just in general. Like, I don't think I knew when this was, actually. Yeah, so we weren't really, like, and we would occasionally, like I was saying, I think in the first episode, we would hang out on each other's porches. But, like, that was maybe once a week, once every two weeks, we would get to see each other and do, like, that kind of hangout. Um, mm -hmm. And so we weren't seeing each other in person too much. And... I remember we had actually gotten into kind of a fight about it on my birthday because my birthday is in March. It wasn't too long after the first I love you debacle. Um, it was maybe a week, a week and a couple days afterwards. And I had gone to, he had set up a bunch of presents and had like made my friend Abby was visiting me um, because she lived and a mountaintop and after she like visited me that weekend she was just gonna go stay on her mountain <laughs> in her like cabin for two weeks and not go anywhere so she came and visited me in March for my birthday and he had like made us like coffee and tea and like had set all my presents out on his porch and he was like watching from inside like through the window and like talking to us hanging out with us as I opened my presents for my birthday 
And um, when we were saying goodbye, it was just really hard because we had just started like the quarantine, like social distancing thing from each other. And I just missed him a lot already. And so it was like tough to say goodbye. And like later I talked about how I was like, honestly, I really wanted to say it again in person when I saw you, but I just didn't know how it would go. And he had said something like he kind of wanted to say it too, because it was the only way he could express how he felt. And I don't know, we got down this rabbit hole of like, do you think it means something different to me than to you? And like all of these things and him saying like, he wasn't like, it was weird. And like, it was a dumb fight. And, he had said something about how he feels like you have to like go through a lot with a person for like, that's what it means to him. Essentially. Like you'll always be there for them because you've been through so much together. And I was like, well, I don't feel like I have to go through any drama or trauma with yeah. you specifically to know that's that really I feel this way about you. And so that well, was the a whole that little fight. That, that's how... <laughs> well, I want to back up the fact that he was like, it's the only way I could express how I feel would be to say, I love you. Like that's, yeah, that was part of the fight, right? (laughs) That I would get caught up on that. I would be like, so you love me is what you're saying. Can you, yeah. And so I wasn't going to like force it out of him, but I was feeling very bad. And it was also, we were having this fight on the night of my birthday. And so I was just like already upset. I was like, it's my, yeah, I was like, it's my birthday and I'm crying. (laughs) And so I was already upset about that. Like just making myself feel even worse, like for no reason. And so that was the last time we kind of brought it up for a little while. I never said it again (laughs) after that until eventually. Well, and then like sometime in early or mid April, he had like sent me an audio clip of him saying it because he was like, I know we can't be together in person, but I want you to like hear my voice saying it. And so he sent that because we had just been like talking over text. And yeah, so that's like from that point onward, we had just kind of started saying it regularly. And at this point we just say it all the time. (laughs) But boy, was it a journey. (laughs) Yeah. That's interesting to me. I think people put a lot of pressure on it, myself included, but that's interesting that his definition of, like, when or why you would say I love you is different. Yeah, I know, because I was like, oh, I just thought it was, like, the culmination of all of these feelings I've been feeling for you. Yeah. But who <laughs> and are And not, like, to having to, like, yeah, who are, <laughs> I guess who am I to talk? <laughs> So, yeah, I'm pretty positive that love is a feeling. I mean, I also believe that love is a choice, but I mean, like, in this context, it's a feeling. Yeah, I mean, I think there it goes a lot into it. And I think once you've been in a long-term relationship and, like, a marriage and stuff, you have to keep choosing love, if that makes sense. You yeah. have to keep actively working for it and choosing to remain, like, in love with someone. You can't just, yeah. like, let it fall away or, like, go to the wayside. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we're fine now. Don't anyone worry about us. <laughs> but, but the very beginning wasn't super fun in that regard. But now you're in love. Officially. Now, we're, now we got a stamp approval from the mayor and we are in love. <laughs> Our permits went through and we are in love. We got love. the paperwork. Um, but yeah, uh, I just thought for this episode specifically to make myself feel better, basically, 
for having to talk about this and rehash this. Um, I looked up some other bad stories about people saying I love you for the first time. Ooh, yes. uh, just to put some okay. things into perspective. And so this article is called The Worst Reactions People Have Gotten After Saying I Love You. It's from Women's Health Magazine. It's by Ashley Oerman, I think is how you say her last name. It was released in April 2015. Um, so here's just a handful of other people's experiences with saying I love you, both um, for men and women. And yeah, we'll just dive right in. In college, I once got, well, this is awkward, followed by a detailed explanation oh. of how she wanted to experiment with different guys, but she'd still like to see me every once in a while. Oh. That would be so rough. That would be. Like, you're just at such different places, and you didn't know. I would have to break up. Yeah, because, like, like, at least in my up. situation, I knew he wasn't, like, too far away. Like, I, like, just from his words and actions, like, in the past and, like, how he had treated me, like, I could tell he cared about me so much and, like, that I wasn't being, like, saying it and then him being, like, oh, I actually was about to ask if we could not be exclusive. Like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a definite difference in, like, not being ready at the same time and then also not being on the same page at all. (laughs) Okay, so this next one is... I told my high school girlfriend that I loved her, and she told me that she was really a lesbian. It turns out she wasn't Ah. a lesbian. She just lied because she wanted to break up with me and thought that this would be the easiest way to let me down. That's rough. That's also hard. Yeah. Like, I feel like high schoolers are just stupid. And so, like, in her mind, she was like, oh, maybe I'll say that. And so he won't think it was him, like, about him as much. He'll just be like, oh, she doesn't like men at all. (laughs) But, like, stupid. Don't lie about your sexuality. No. Yeah. Ugh. That's rough. And then, like, she shows up dating another guy. Yeah. Like, what's she going to do? Like, unless this is the last, like, week of high school, what are you going to do for the rest of high school? Just not date other men? (laughs) Well, that's what I did. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, same, but... (laughs) This next one um, says... I told him that I loved him, and he replied, I love me too, and laughed. That's such a me move, though. That's I something would die. I would do. I t- if I would die, if Plain Doctor had responded in that way, I'd be like, I actually don't think we're right for each other. <laughs> because I was oh. trying to be so vulnerable in this moment, and you crushed yeah. it in your hand. <laughs> oh. No, that's like, okay, when... <laughs> The very beginning with um, Wing Fingers, he was staying over, so it wasn't like the very beginning, but it was like before all this. And we were going to bed, and he was like, I really like you. And I was like, well, that's convenient. And I think I mentioned that on the podcast before, because like, who says that? The answer is me. So I'm like really afraid that that's something that I would have said. I love you. I love me too. <laughs> like, ugh. Yikes, though. All right, so the next the next one honestly breaks my heart a little bit. Okay, uh, so it goes, I said, I love you. And she said, why? After a couple of months, I said it again, and she didn't say anything. I let it go. The third time I said it, she actually said it back. When I asked her why she finally decided to say it, she said, I don't know. I thought if I said it, you would stop bothering me with it. Ah. Uh. That's so sad. That's very heartbreaking. Like, Chad, you deserve better. Yeah, poor Chad. 
it does sound like it was like a past tense, like a previous relationship. So I'm hoping that he. Well, obviously, one would yeah. hope um, that they're not still together. Yeah, and so the last one says, "I said I love you," and he said, "Oh, yeah, I was. Uh, I think we should take a break." <laughs> oh, that would hurt so bad. But like at the same time, they should break up. Like, oh yeah, no, that's yeah. I don't oh, think, like, rough. obviously, obviously, I don't think you should break up if it's not immediately reciprocated. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But You're I think in if it's, places. as I say, if it's not reciprocated and you want something completely different from a relationship, like, you're not even on the same, yeah. like, let, like, not being on the same page, let alone in, like, the same book, like, <laughs> you, yeah, that's, exactly. That's very different. Um, so, you know, in my head, I'm like, okay, I've gained some perspective. At least none of those situations happened. <laughs> Mm-hmm. all right well that's good it could have been so much worse yeah, it, it really could have um i looked into it a little more and i thought this was interesting there was a magazine published in time magazine wait there was an article <laughs> an published article? in time magazine in 2019 called why is it so hard to say i love you um it's actually it's generally a pretty brief article um, but the two points that I like the most, I'll go into, um, there was a point about why it's so hard to say I love you now in like modern times is that previously relationships kind of followed a linear trajectory. So it mm-hmm. was basically like you guys meet either through other people or like out and about, you agree that you kind of like each other. You go on a few dates, you agree to stop seeing other people you may like make it official you get engaged you get married (laughs) and now ambiguity is just like everywhere in and plays very heavily in our relationships um so there's a part of the article i thought was interesting it says now ambiguity is the thing as a result people aren't sure what their relationships are let alone whether they will last Maybe you hang out with someone and perhaps you hook up with them a couple times, but you don't want to put a name on it. And there are reasons for this. I think the ambiguity is motivated, says Scott Stanley, research professor in psychology at the University of Denver. Simply put, if I don't make it really clear what I want, I cannot be rejected as deeply. Ambiguity feels protective. Um, So I was wondering what your thoughts on ambiguity in modern dating were and if you think that it made it difficult for you personally Mm -hmm. to feel comfortable like taking the next step in your relationship. Um, I would like to say fuck ambiguity. Um, be clear in your meaning. That's my motto. Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I well, okay. So I will say uniquely with wing fingers, I've never wondered about him or where I was at with him, and I think that is the best thing ever. Like literally any other guy I've been involved with ever I was like never sure ever at all what was going on it was always like a guessing game and I I just didn't know but like I try to be really straightforward and I feel like wing fingers is like really straightforward just in general like he just is like this is how I feel he wears his heart on his sleeve like for sure like he's a big feelings boy and he's like not afraid to like be affectionate and I think that's like really good for me 
because I am secretly a big feelings girl, but I don't like people to know, which is like oh, super hard because I cry so easy, but oh, I don't want people to know that about me. That's why we have one brain. Yeah. <laughs> and so I... I mean, like, it's a little, like, at the beginning, I for sure had my guard up, but then I made a decision after, after we went to that concert, where I was like, all right, I'm going to be, like, in this, and I didn't question what he was feeling at all, so it made it a lot easier, so to answer that kind of in the inverse, the fact that there wasn't as much ambiguity made it a lot easier to say it, well, I said it back, I didn't say it first. But did that yeah. make sense or answer that question? Yeah, I think so. Um, there, thankfully, uh, Plant Doctor is also incredibly in touch with his emotions. He's very emotionally intelligent. He talks through what he's feeling a lot. Um, he doesn't like hide away or try and be stoic or oh. any of these other things. Um, so that's very helpful. I also thought we were on the same page <laughs> for. <laughs> For when, like, the moment that I said it. Well, um, I think, I don't think uh, Wingfingers and I were on the same page. I think he was a couple pages ahead of me and then I caught up. It's really <laughs> what happened. Um, yeah, so I, I don't really think there was any ambiguity. I would say the only moment, like, temporary moment we might have had ambiguity is when on our, like, third or fourth date, he had asked if I wanted to be his girlfriend. And just because I had never been in that position before... And it freaked me out a little bit. And I was just like feeling so many things. I said, no, I was like, I want to keep seeing you and I'm not seeing anyone else. I was like, but I don't know why I'm being really weird about it. I was like, but I'm just letting you know, like, I've just never been in this position before. It's completely new territory for me. I really like you. I don't want you to take this as being like me not wanting to be exclusive with you. I was like, I just, I don't know why I'm being weird about it, essentially. (laughs) He was like, okay, great. Thank you for letting me know. And then literally like a week later on our next date, I was like, Yes, we are boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> and so from that moment on, we were officially boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, let's see. I don't think there were like. Ask, there was a little ambiguity. Sorry, I'm thinking about that now. Because um, we've been going out for like three-ish months. And this is like the same period of time he was like sleeping at my house. We had gone, gotten a nice dinner. This was in November. This is right before... This was the night before we left to go to see the Jonas Brothers. Huh. What a time. Remember going places and saying things? Yeah, that was fun. Anyway, but we were going to bed because he was staying here. And we had gone on this, like, really nice day. And he had said how he, like, didn't want to see anybody. Like, we had already been exclusive. But he, like, reiterated it on the date. And we're, like, going to sleep. We had been quiet for a while. And I was like, hey. And he was like, yeah. And I was like... Are we like boyfriend girlfriend now? Or <laughs> and he was like, "Do you want to be?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Okay, good." And I was like, "Okay, cool." And then we went to sleep. <laughs> how nice how and easy, breezy, that. beautiful it's been. <laughs> I was nervous about that because I thought he was going to say something at dinner. This is when okay, because <laughs> we wanted to go somewhere. He wanted to take me somewhere nice for dinner, which was like unheard of i was like who does this and you and i sarah you were making jokes you're like he's gonna propose or you were like he's gonna engage and then we made all these jokes and i was like he better not i, I remember 
terrible. <laughs> the jokes were like, Wing Fingers is engaging. <laughs> That's all I can think about. <laughs> oh my god. I remember now. Oh my god. Oh my god. Thankfully, he did not propose. <laughs> he didn't even ask me to be his girlfriend. I brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? I think this whole thing would have gone very differently. Oh, for sure. I think if he had proposed like two months We'd probably in, break up. Yeah, yeah. I was like you wouldn't be <laughs> seeing him anymore because he'd yeah, be like, we don't, we don't have the same gauge on relationships. Yeah, that's a little bit too fast for me. Oh, but goodness. that didn't happen, and we're happy. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, um, so the second point that this article brought up um, that I wanted to go into, mainly because it just made me feel better about myself, like it made me feel like I was a stronger person. Um, I'll just read the quote from it now. If you're having trouble saying I love you, there are some workarounds. Well, you can go into analysis for 20 years, jokes, Tatkin, mm-hmm. which is a psychologist they quoted earlier in the article. Um, or you can just say it. The key, says therapist, is... Wait. The key, say therapist, is to tell someone you love them without needing a particular response from them, but just because it's true. You're making a statement about yourself and your feelings, and that has benefits purely in terms of identity and emotional health. Every time you make a declaration like that, you strengthen your sense of self. And so I was like, yeah, I might not have gotten the response I wanted, but that's just how I was feeling, and I felt like I needed to say it, and I said it. <laughs> and so that made me feel no, very validated really, that they said no, all those nice super things. brave. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody should read Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. That's my book, Rick, just always. But that's something, like, she – that would be daring greatly would be, like, to just put yourself out there to be vulnerable like that and not necessarily need a validation or a response, like, that you mm-hmm. want. Like, just to say something like that is super brave and very difficult, and I am not there yet. So that's impressive that you were, even though it backfired a little bit. <laughs> but, like, still. Yeah, so that made me feel, like, just a little better because – I, like, immediately after the fact, I felt like I was kept kicking myself because I'm like, why? Like, why didn't you just wait? Why didn't you just wait till he said it? Or why didn't you just wait, like, a few more weeks or something? Or, like, anything like that? Like, but now I'm like, no, that's just how I was feeling. Like, I had been thinking it for a little while. And I was like, no, you should just say it. Like, you've never felt like this about anyone else before. That's how strong you're feeling about them. Just let them know. And so I'm glad that I did, even though... It was not the most fun experience in the world. But that's growth. That's what we call growth, ladies. <laughs> and, um, of course, although we are not sponsored, and although we don't have a subscription or anything to Psychology Today, <laughs> you know we had to have at least one or two Psychology Today articles in an episode. We should have um, changed our podcast to, like, psychology today <laughs> psychology today not sponsored just not name. trademarked not affiliated not related we just really like we them. just read it yeah we just read psychology today articles and put it out on that's it podcast. we're just we're just audibles of psychology today articles. <laughs> like almost <laughs> basically yeah um, so this is kind of an older article. It's titled, When Should You Say I Love You? It was published in 2014. Um, so the article makes a point that 
a lot of people's advice, which is usually conflicting, like in and out of itself, um, on the subject is all about the timing of when to say it rather than honesty and self-disclosure. So the article that I just mentioned tries to make the distinction between timing and time, saying that profound love needs time to develop. So like, while you don't need to hit these very specific, like we've been on five dates or it's been two months milestones, you do need to spend just like quality time together to have developed this like deep sense of love for someone. Um, it also mentions that not everyone develops love or expresses it at the same pace, uh, which makes complete sense objectively. <laughs> um, a quote from the article says, in addition, there are indications that gender differences play a part. Men tend to confess earlier than women and are happier than women when receiving confessions of love from a partner. According to one survey, men take an average of 88 days to tell a partner, I love you, compared to a woman's 134. Moreover, 39% of men say I love you within the first month of dating someone compared to just 23% of women, which I thought just ha 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 to those statistics because didn't follow that at all. I'm an outlier, I suppose, in these studies because I was the woman and I was the one to say it first. Um, and it was definitely not within the first month. Um, How many days is in four months? Four months would be 120, right? 30 times four? Yeah. 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 So we were so like... yours is 120. So yours is in between the men's average and the women's average. Yeah. Mine was about 90-ish. So I was just over... Like, I was at about, I guess, the men's average of uh, mm-hmm. when they tell a partner I love you. So I just kind of got everything backwards, <laughs> it seems. You just are the man in this relationship. I'm just the man. And I wear the pants in this relationship. Um, okay. Another (laughs) quote from this article was personality differences also cause people to fall in love at different paces. These paces do not, however, indicate differences in romantic commitment. The one who falls in love more quickly might also be the one who will more quickly fall out of love, which I thought was different. I think that, yeah. Like, I, Hmm? I thought that was interesting because it makes sense. Like personality differences do cause people to fall in love at different paces. If you have a different personality, like shy versus outgoing, um, like risk taking versus more adverse to risk taking, depending on your relationship history, all of these different things, um, like your family and other relationships you've looked up to, you'll obviously have different ideas about love and like falling in love. Um, but I did think it was interesting. The comment they made about paces, not indicating differences in romantic commitment. Um, so I think this makes a lot of sense because like think about like a relationship between two 14 year olds right mm-hmm. they've been dating for two weeks they are in love and then two weeks later they're out of love like for real and that's not commitment but it's quick in and out of love you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like that makes sense. it feels like I don't want to say, like, immature, but that's the only word I can think of. Like, if you fall in love, like, super quick, and you fall out of love super quick, that feels like a... Like an emotional immaturity? Not, yeah. Yes, exactly. Like, you're not, like, work... You're, you're like, hyper-focused on your, um, like, infatuation, and you're not, like, worried about the commitment side. So, like, but that doesn't mean that you can't fall in love and then also do the commitment. But I think it makes sense to me that... If you're quick to say I love you, you would also potentially be quick to fall out of love. 
Yeah, because when like when I said it, I felt like I felt the romantic commitment from his side. Like I didn't yeah. feel like he wasn't committed. It was just like it was yeah. truly just a matter of like it not being said back that was causing the issue, like in my head. Sure. It wasn't that I didn't think that he cared for me or wasn't committed. And so I think it's Well, it's important to important that they make that distinction that like just like the act of like falling in love and saying it and all this stuff may be different from the whole concept of romantic commitment. Um, Mm -hmm. So I thought that was nice. Um, The article also makes the distinction of like, in addition to just saying like, I love you or I've fallen in love with you. They, how sometimes people say you are the love of my life or like my greatest lover or my greatest love. Um, and other like similar sentiments. I would never say the word lover, period. I know, God. Like in a serious way, it's so rough. Like, yeah. <laughs> I would like I would never, but just for the sake of this article. <laughs> okay. Um so they said such expressions create a raking between past and present partners, making the declaration even more complex as it involves not merely the two lovers, but also others from the past. If, for example, you tell your lover, you are the love of my life, you should not be insulted if he or she does not reciprocate by saying the same about you. In addition to the issue of the difference of paces at which love grows for different people, there is a problem that each case of love is different and making comparisons between them is often impossible or even destructive, which I agree with. I think it's hard to think about objectively like in the moment in your own relationships but I overall agree with that sentiment you can't compare things that like before you were involved it's very hard to compare relationships that either one of you had in the past before the other one was even in the picture at all um what kind of relationship and love you had between that person or anything like that yeah um you just shouldn't be trying to make comparisons and being like oh, i'm better or like you love me more or like i'm the most yeah because like it could it, it's I just totally different times compare. it's different loves and relationships and it's i don't know it's just very hard to compare yeah no i feel very threatened by Wingfinger's past relationships because he's had a couple like long term past relationships and I've had zero. On oh, that same, point. same in that regard on this end. <laughs> yeah, and I know that uh, Wingfinger's definitely wears his heart on his sleeve, like for sure. So I know he was telling that his he's dated these other girls for I think two years each, and I know he was telling them he loved them because of, I'm sure he did. And it's hard not to feel, like, threatened by that. But, like, intellectually, I know that I don't need to be, quote, the love of his life. Or, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't have anything to compare him against except for, like, I guess football, who I casually dated and then he hurt my feelings. So, like, (laughs) that's not the same. Yeah, no, like, the... I even hesitate to call anything I've ever had in the past a relationship, but any of like past yeah. relationships or like situationships I've had don't like yeah. come close to anything I've been experiencing with Plant Doctor. <laughs> yeah. So like I, well, like, I just feel it's I not like naive, but I just feel I don't know, like it's in a little imbalance in that regard that they have so much experience yeah. in like past relationships well, and I okay. don't. And it's not their Here's fault or example. my fault, but it's just this is the kind of stuff that makes me like jealous so we were watching 90 day fiance and we watched the most recent season that's like on tv right now and then we went back and we watched the first two seasons that are on hulu and we're like halfway through the second season and he's like i've seen this before 
I've seen this episode. I think I've seen this with my ex. Yeah, yeah. She used to like this. I, I watched this with her. And I was like, you, like, in my head, I was like, you watched TV with another girl years Specifically ago? Specifically, like, this trash reality TV that I also Yeah, watched. I was like, you watched one episode of this show with another girl two years ago? And that's, like, not fair. Like, that is not a fair thing to get, like, jealous about. And you shouldn't compare. And, like, but it's hard, you know? Oh, no, it's very hard. Like, I don't even, I don't really know too much at all about his, like, past relationships. We don't go into depth about them or, like, dwell on them other than, like. See, I want to know. Like, other than. be better if he's comparing thing though if he's like explaining why he like does things a certain way or like why he has hesitations about certain things he'll explain like oh like in a past relationship like i was hurt in this way or like it didn't end up working out in this way and so now i have reservations about blah and so like that's how we'll talk about it but otherwise we don't really he's not just he doesn't ever really casually bring them up he's not just like oh yeah like i went there with my ex or like oh yeah she like used to love this stuff so like that's why i know about it and so, like, I guess I've been grateful for that, because I think that also would really hurt my feelings. And okay, I told no, him that, too. One time, this was literally, like, probably, like, three months ago. It was whenever quarantine started. I was mm-hmm. playing Just Dance in my <laughs> living room, because, you know, who doesn't do that when you have nothing to do? I Anyway, but I was playing Just Dance, and he was like, oh, yeah, my ex in high school, my high school <laughs> ex-girlfriend had this game. She had the same version, and we like to play that a lot. And I was like, nah, I can't play Just Dance anymore. Like, that's, like, how I felt. I You're like, that like, was, like, eight years ago, but I can't play Just Dance anymore. <laughs> yeah, and it, I played it back, but, like, had nothing to do with, he was just like, yeah, I've done this before here at this place. And that's, like, I was like, mm-mm, can't do it. Mm-mm, we're not, I'm not, that's not mine. We're not playing this <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, um, I think... In my opinion, hilariously, this article that I was just referencing ends by saying, in the end, it doesn't matter who says I love you first or who says it more frequently. And like it goes on to talk more. And then the title of the next Psychology Today article is Who Says I Love You First and Why It's So Important, (laughs) published in 2016. So maybe they learned something in the two years from 2014 when the first article was published in 2016. The next article was published about why it's so important. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was hilarious. Uh, so diving right into the next Psychology Today article, it states, this is just like a chunk from the article itself. In heterosexual relationships, it's commonly assumed that the woman is the one who says, I love you first. Yet studies show that it's actually men most of the time. And one reason for that may be that they feel love first, similarly to the last article that we were kind of referencing. Yeah. Um, In a 2011 study published in the Journal of Social Psychology, Marissa Harrison, an associate professor of psychology at Pennsylvania State University in Harrisburg, found that men reported feeling and confessing as early as a few weeks into a new relationship, while women's timelines were substantially longer. Women are predisposed to postpone the emotion, Harrison says. It's an inherent protective mechanism, giving them time to accurately assess a partner's bait value. Which I found this section of the article funny for two reasons. One, that is where Plant Doctor went to school. And two, I did say it first. And so (laughs) all of this is wrong. No, it's not wrong, but I just keep feeling like an outlier in all of these things that I read. You are an outlier. You can't. (laughs) 
argue with it. It's the fact. Yeah, I just thought it was hilarious. I was like, oh, and of course that's where he went to school. So of course she'd be doing psychology on this thing. <laughs> but yeah, I thought, I mean, like, it kind of makes sense that there's like an evolutionarily, an evolutionary aspect to wanting to protect yourself from investing your time and effort and like childbearing years and like abilities for people who sincerely like believe in you I guess I don't know I guess I can kind of see where that's coming from um and then the article subconscious yeah the article mentions um men also saying like I love you for the reward of sex and women being hesitate to reciprocate or accept and I love you for that reason specifically as well um so like if they were dating someone and they knew that their partner didn't want to take it to the next step for that reason and so the guy will just say it just to get them into bed essentially is kind of like the gist there they mentioned that that's a predicament that occasionally happens um and then another lying i know that's just trash like (laughs) it's like that's not the same that's just dude being trash (laughs) like yeah um and then it also mentions uh Let's see. It says, it may not only be adaptive instincts that undergird undergird expressions of love. Markman thinks men more often say I love you first for a cultural reason, the expectation that they take the lead in relationships. They're the ones traditionally assumed to ask for an initial date, buy the ring, and propose marriage, so it makes sense that they would also take the plunge with a statement of commitment. Men believe women... Wait. Men believe that women need to be reassured of an emotional connection, Markman says. Um... Which I also... Well, I do need to be Yeah, I thought, see, I thought this was funny because I was like, yes, that is true. I was like, both Claire and I do like emotional reassurance. I was like, but we're also both dating kind of insecure men that also need to be reassured of emotional <laughs> connection. Yes. So, <laughs> I was like, it's not just women say, that need to be reassured. Yeah, I was like, yeah. My boy definitely needs me to tell him that I love him. Oh, for sure. Like, think, yeah. Sometimes I'll just... So it's fine, but, like, yeah. Like, sometimes I joke about, like, I'm like, oh, I gotta cut myself off or I'll get too gushy or, like, oh, like, I gotta do this. And he'll be like, no, continue. Please tell me how much that you love me because it'll make me feel better and more secure. (laughs) Oh, no. We're, like, oh, sometimes we're doing stuff, like, just sweet, gross shit. And I will sit here and I'll go, oh, man, I'd hate us if I wasn't us. Like, I'd be like, I'd hate us. I, <laughs> oh, and I say this out loud. And I'm like, I'd hate us. It's like, if I saw us in public, oh, my God, I'd talk so much shit. Like, who? Oh, yeah. I like, if I them. overheard the things that I say or, like, we say back and forth, like, how mushy we can genuinely be or just like how like affectionate we can be i would be like ew gross but since it's me obviously i'm like this is great yeah (laughs) and i love it i know and i'm like should i cut people more slack and i'm still like no (laughs) i'm the only one everyone else is held to a higher standard (laughs) yeah oh god oh goodness yeah so (laughs) essentially um this article also stressed the whole like Two months or 12, it truly doesn't matter as long as you just say it when you meet it. It's the authenticity of the feeling and the accompanying... Oh my goodness, I cannot talk today. It's the authenticity of the feeling and the accompanying commitment that matter most. It's about the evolution of your feelings and the relationship, not meeting certain milestones at certain times, blah, blah, blah. Stuff that we kind of, 
you know, objectively, no. Um, but when you're in the moment and trying to figure out how to do it for the first time, you do not think about as much. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah you're not, um, like, analyzing. Well, you might be if you're me. Analyzing yeah, no. in the moment. Um, so, do you have any closing thoughts on any of this stuff? Or any updates on where we are now post our I love you stories? <laughs> I mean, I still love wing fingers. It's kind of nice that uh, recently, instead of texting, like, what's up, he'll just text, I love you, like, in the middle of the day. I was just like, oh, oh yeah. Like, just, like, Plant just Doctor will in. randomly do it, too. Like, if it's not, that's if nice. it's not something that's just, like, I miss you, like, so, 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 so much randomly, or, like, I'm really missing you today, sometimes it'll just be, like... I'm like so in love with you, Sarah, or like I love you so much, and I'm like ah yes, me too. <laughs> well, that's like, but we've been using it just like as a greeting, like it's just like I love you, I love you. What are you doing? <laughs> like it's that's oh that's so it's, cute. Like, yeah, it's kind of nice, right? I don't know, guys, I we're the worst. <laughs> I hate us. Who are we? Oh my god, we're so gross. Who are we? Could you I'm imagine so us glad, at this point Sarah. last year? Oh my god, I was a mess. Sarah, I'm so I, Wait, glad. this is the day I moved to Pittsburgh last year. Oh, congrats. Well, thanks. <laughs> it's been one year since I've lived here. <laughs> Yay. Um, but I'm so glad that you got a boyfriend shortly after I got a boyfriend. Oh, so girl. we can talk about this so, together. So I'm am I. Could so you imagine happy. the devastation I would be feeling if you were so happily oh in love and I was having to witness from the sidelines? Oh my god, because I would know, I felt like, okay, here's something that's probably not healthy. I felt really guilty when I started feeling really happy, because I was like, I, for me, I realized, oh. well, kind, yeah, kind of, yeah, <laughs> but like, part of my identity was like, I'm the single one, and this is who I am, and this is what I built. Like, my single sad bitch place. vibes. <laughs> Yeah, or like funny, like yeah, like the whole first season of the podcast was like, haha, just you know, baiting, like just being out there, <laughs> like crazy dating stories. Men are trash. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like, and in my friend circle, that's who I was, like telling with, and then I could like commiserate with my friends who were single. But the thing is, like, my friends were mostly like transiently single, so they'd be like in between boyfriends, and I'd be there to be their single friend, and then. Now I have the boyfriend, and I'm, like, not sure what to do, because that was, like, a facet of my personality, but it turns out I'm the same. I just have one boy in all my stories now. Yeah, same. It feels weird sometimes, because, like, me, Bryn, and Abby have been, like, also, like, a core group, and we've all been single for forever, <laughs> or had, like, very, like... Like, Abby has had a boyfriend, but, like, in the past three years, we've all just been, like, single for, like, three or four years, single forever. Um, and so, for me to get a boyfriend almost felt like a betrayal. Yeah, no, that's I was like, I, I feel too. a little bad for some reason. I was like, I'm very happy, and I love him, and I want to stay with him yeah. forever, but, like, I feel like I'm betraying the group. <laughs> like, that's, yeah, that's how I felt, too. But I don't feel like I'm betraying you anymore because you're happy too. <laughs> I know, right? Hey! 
<laughs> Thank God that worked oh, out. This is, yes, this is so much better. This is so much better. Oh, it's so much last better. June, I was fine. You know what I was dealing with last June? Freaking fish pick. <laughs> Freaking driver's ed instructor head ass. Bald ass. Yeah. Bald oh, ass. God. Oh, that oh, might need to be God. cut out. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no, he's goodness. a nice boy. Oh, sure, baby. Nice to me. <laughs> he's just okay, I would say. Okay, so yeah, that's um, the story of our wildly different first I love yous. Um, I will never forget mine, and I'm sure Claire will never forget hers either. No. Uh, at least I can laugh. <laughs> and at yeah. least we are both now comfortably in love, so that's nice too. Yeah, um, comfortable. So we, that's a perfect word. Yeah, it's nice. Um and at least we're doing it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's just, that was just a few articles as well discussing the topic because I know that you guys know we love Psychology Today and other articles. And we just wanted to give some perspective on the whole thing as well. So I think that about well, wraps it up. I'm not sure what our next topic will be. I'm sure we will stumble upon it. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. We appreciate it so much, and we'll be back next week talking about something else. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we will. (laughs) All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.